Hey, I just wanted to share a great example that I believe um, of collaboration within my professional network. I'm a big believer of adding value wherever I can and continue to be proactive around building um, long-term professional and business relationships. And so um, over the course of doing these interviews, um, chatting with a contact of mine, James, um, from Corporate Training Solutions Australia, which I've known for the past five years, um, he actually allows me to use um, his paid a business Zoom account to stream live to Facebook. Um, and so I just think it was a great example of collaboration, how we both came together um, for a good benefit. And he's, that's just the type of person he is. Um, and those are the type of people I'm, I'm, I'm looking for who believe in um, collaboration and um, helping other people out where they can for mutual benefit. Um, and so uh, Corporate Training Solutions Australia provides per- personal development courses um, and also everyday end user software skills. So I would highly recommend um, reaching out to them if this is something you know, you've been thinking about either for your company that you own or the one that you work for or a government department that worked with um, a range of, of government departments and companies um, in Australia and the Pacific and Southeast Asia. Uh, send them an email, info at cts training.com.au. Uh, James is a pretty good um a pretty good lad too. So um, if you want, send me a message. I can send you his, his, his personal mobile. G'day, Alex. How are you? Great. How's it going? I'm good, mate. Thanks for um, catching up with me today. I've, uh, yeah, what a time to be alive. I've really been enjoying um, catching up with my professional network over this self-isolation period. And um, you've quite uh, generously agreed to chat with me for a bit before you have a meeting at one. Um, having the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it looks like, I don't know, if, is that a um, regular feature for you, the, the face beard, or is that just like a COVID-19? No, this is my um, survival beard. Um, there's been a real downturn in the amount of coffees and lunches, so I've had to rough it. You don't have to be as presentable, I guess. Is, is that another, another reason? Well, I also got some comments that my profile picture on the website looked a bit too young, so I've just aged myself 10 years. Not going to lie, when I was just writing the notes up uh, before we were talking and looking at your LinkedIn profile, I did think a little bit about that. I was like, whoa, you look like you're a bit like 12 there or something. Not in a bad way, but just, you know, maybe you've got good genes or a baby face or something. I don't know. <laughs> it is five years old, so. <laughs> five years and more is 15 years elsewhere when shift factor in the stress. That's it. Yeah. So just covering your background a little bit. So you are a lawyer um, and specializing in construction litigation. I think I got that right. Um, And so just reading through your LinkedIn profile, very impressive, I guess, in terms of some of the things that you do. Um, Being a civil engineer myself, I can have an appreciation for that. Um, And we were just chatting a little bit about it before we started recording that um, sometimes it is difficult when you're in the moment, particularly with the guys on site, when they're trying to uh, follow like a critical path analysis and stuff like that, or the drawings. And so um, I, I think it's something that's that's really required in terms of what you're doing. And um, it's, it, it's a bit of a science, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So um, looking forward to you know, diving in a little bit more, like, you know, some of the projects maybe that you, you've done or something that you really have found over the past you know, couple of years that, that you've really um, enjoyed about that. Science is an interesting term with delay. I call it black magic. <laughs> Have to get your CSI hat on and like try and yeah. do that. <laughs> all, the, all the QSs right now shaking their fist. Being like, oh, Dave, we can predict it down to the day. Except for that guy who predicted it out to the week. So, no, it's a pretty technical, interesting area. Very cross-disciplinary, you know. 
other than just building stuff, you've also got the engineering certification, delay analysis, quantifying costs, dealing with the regulatory stuff, and then the worst of all, dealing with the lawyers. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess one of the, yeah, I totally agree. And one of the things I really appreciate about, um, I guess, you personally, um, obviously looking at your LinkedIn profile, and we are just chatting a little bit about it before, is you have a bit of practicality behind you, like, you know, it sounded like you sort of grew up in construction and you're currently doing renovations right now and you've done a little bit of um, study within the construction industry. Obviously, you're a lawyer. So um, I just I appreciate that practicality behind it. And I think some of the things you were, you were just talking about before that it helps, right, to, to have a bit of a practical understanding um, going into these matters and some of these like cases that you, you look at. Well, one thing I've noticed with construction people is they love the acronyms and yeah. they love the jargon. It's a, everything is a different language. Um, you know, you can't say we're going to dig a hole. It's, we've got to bulk out this fill or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you can't say, you know, $100 a cube. It's got to be per bulked amount or whatever. Like, so if you want to keep up with everyone, it's really important to get into the details. Um, and it's also about building relatability with the clients. Like, I don't think many people are really going to feel comfortable with someone who doesn't understand their industry. That's yeah. always been a part of what I do. Like, I think it's really important to understand your client's industry inside out because there's a lot of money at stake. So it's really important to pick up the details because you know very minor details can make a really big difference sometimes. And they get missed if you're not across it. Yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> no, I totally agree. Um, would, you, would you also say that... Um, with regards to the detail, it's, it's easy sort of to get caught up sometimes in the moment for the guys on site. So, um, but it is, it is pretty important, right? Like you're saying, the minor detail can literally blow a project out from a cost and schedule perspective. Um, yeah. I would say half of my job is just translating building jargon into normal English. And, you know, you talk about one fairly common issue, which is variations. Yeah. Look, everyone knows what a variation is, it's plain English, but basically you want more money because you did more work. Just yeah. explain what the original work was, what the new work was and how much it costs. That's it. Don't yeah. like send 3,000 pages of stuff through and 240 yeah. photos and 100 emails. Doesn't make any sense. Just 100%. explain simply. But you know, I, the old saying, um, I sent you a long letter because I didn't have time to do a short one, really rings true and that's when you do get you know, professionals involved to help communicate complex facts simply. So yeah. that's yeah. what I... Oh, 100%, mate. And um, just back on, I had a, a funny thought when you were talking about like industry jargon, and I'm sure every industry has it, but I've spent a bit of time in the mining industry and it's exactly the same thing. And if you don't actually speak the lingo, if you like, it is, like you said, a foreign language. And then the, the other thing I was thinking about is putting on top the Aussie, like, Aussie slang on top mm. of that, like, or the yeah. Aussie of talking. And so... It, like, like you're saying, it, it is sort of a, a, another language. And what I've found personally is if, if you're not getting down onto that detail, like I was saying before, that level, it, it's literally another world, right? So I like what you're saying about building that, those relationships up front and trying to get into the detail. <clears throat> That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the other thing is like, a lot of what I do is disputes. And I think a big part of disputes is people not understand each other because yeah. We've got a lot of money and time at stake. Um, most people are within the context of a big company and they don't want to be blamed for anything. Yeah. Blame because they don't understand what the other person's saying. 
So instead of saying, how are we going to work this out? It's like, well, it's not my fault and we've got this contractual cause and you go fix it. And say, well, hold on a second, you did this and then it's the blame game. And really, if you just thought through all the rubbish, you can find a solution a lot better and cheaper. But you know, most people will let these things fester for 12, 18 months and then when everything really hits the fan, um, that's when they get their lawyers involved and it's just a long process of untangling it. Like the world's yeah. most complicated game of free cell, like a million cells, <laughs> you just gotta keep sorting them back out each way. Oh, that was my favorite game growing up, particularly the small one. Like, you know, you could have the three levels and I think the small one was like, I did the quickly, quickest I did it was like nine seconds. Ah, that's Minesweeper. Oh, Minesweeper, sorry. That's, you're right. <laughs> I, suspect, um, I suspect both have had a big resurgence in the last three weeks. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, no, that's cool, mate. Like, I, I love hearing um, insights into particularly the construction industry in and around that, given that's kind of my background. But um, just changing gears a little bit onto, you know, the state of affairs around, uh, you know, uh, economic shutdown. Um, the apocalypse. The apocalypse, that's it. Um, you, it looks like you're working from your office, so you haven't transitioned from a working from home um, perspective. So just talk to us a little bit about, um, first of all, your own sort of day-to-day -day routine, has that changed? Um, but then the industry, I guess, not only from, you know, the law, you're a lawyer, but yeah. also the construction industry. Yeah, a lot of it, um, well, a lot of what we have done has, um, hasn't changed too much. I mean, half the office is working from home. Um, yeah. The other half is dealing with um, matters that it's just really difficult to work from home. Like when you've got 3,000 pages, it's very difficult to work remotely. Um, a lot of people have three screens set up at work. Whereas at home, they've only got the one laptop. That makes it very difficult to deal with things. Filing documents and filling out forms. Like you need the printers to do it. And not everyone has a good internet connection as well for other types of issues. So yeah. um, what I do, I've just been coming in because it's just so much more efficient. You lose too much time otherwise. Yeah. Um, in terms of the industry, I think I think construction has escaped fairly unscathed. Um, I mean, there are definite impacts. Um, I'm doing an article um, shortly it's basically just going to be new red tape same industry and i think that's what it is like it's still business as usual now there's just a couple of additional requirements one of the big ones is um like site sections to try and maintain the health and safety workers instead of having everyone packed in together like you normally would on site now we've got different sections for each type of uh sub trade or whatever and yeah. that's to try and keep the social distancing alive and well yeah yeah <clears throat> No, that's, um, I mean, that's, I've been speaking to a couple of uh, people that I know who are in the industry, construction industry as well, and it sounds like it's pretty full tilt within sort of the parameters, like you're saying, um, issued by the government. And um, we were chatting earlier about, um, I guess, you know, what we're doing here in Australia and how um, the construction industry hasn't really been impacted comparatively to like, you know, New Zealand or the uh, US where literally the whole uh, countries shut down, right? So I think we're pretty blessed in that in that regard. But you know, the 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 economy you could argue uh, heavily relies on on the construction industry and and ancillary services um, to that. So yeah, interesting. Time 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 to take out construction. You also take out suppliers, and you also take out development. You also take out a bunch of consultants who service construction exclusively. Um, and you know, I guess if you want to take the, I'm, I'm not a scientist or anything, but a lot of the construction work is actually fairly separated. Like a lot of it is just moving stuff and logistics and planning. Um, the actual building is really like two or three guys at a time, like doing whatever they are on site. Like, yeah, there's lots of people on a big site, 
but really at the coal face, there's only ever a couple of people like putting up a wall or digging a hole or wire, roughing in some wiring. Maybe I'm showing my giant ignorance here. I'm about to come unstuck with my knowledge of construction, but yeah, it's usually pretty accurate to me, man. No, you're definitely right in shedding some light on that. <laughs> yeah, so look, I, I think all these things and everything in life, you need a bit of balance. Like, yeah, you got to protect um, people on the one hand, but shutting down the economy would may have like an even bigger effect uh, elsewhere entirely. Yeah. I think that's something that's happening in the US right now. Um, people are starting to really feel it, trying to survive with uh, no work available. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I think we're pretty blessed. And I, I personally think, like, it's not a political stance or anything, but I think the government's doing really good, the yeah. best that they can to, you know, just dealing with the situation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out. Looks like some of the restrictions are being lifted at the end of this week. So, we'll yeah, see. so he can now go in the park again. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's very, very interesting. There's going to be a flood of people into parks. They're going to be overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, and so, uh, given you are a lawyer, what's, um, how did that come about, I guess? Like, I'm, I'm always interested in people's journeys, you know what I mean? Like, did you grow up with, um, I don't know, people in your family that were lawyers? Or was it something that, I don't know, you like arguing? Or, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I've always been annoying, and uh, that's the primary attribute of a lawyer. Um, no, my, um, my father's a lawyer, my sister's a lawyer, my sister-in-law is a lawyer, um, and I vowed uh, up until uni to never become a lawyer, uh, but then I got a much better result in school than I thought I would, so I unenrolled from engineering and uh, enrolled in law and economics with the... Uh, view of becoming a uh, merchant banker. The goal was to earn so much money I could retire by 30. Um, but then I did my first economics class and fell asleep. So I said, oh, and then I got stuck on the, uh, the might as well train. So I was like, well, I might as well just finish this degree. And yeah. then I, oh, I might as well apply for a job. And I got a job. I said, oh, I might as well get admitted. Then I got admitted. I, oh, I might as well serve a few years out. Did that. And then I just kept getting promoted year on year until I became a principal this year. So. So just one thing led to another and didn't really manage to escape. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, and no, I, I admire, I guess, the, the uh, flexibility, I guess you could say, of my parents actually lawyers as well. So, and okay. I could relate to what you're saying around the, I'm definitely going to be a lawyer, right? So I admire your, uh, your flexibility around there. Like, you know, you, you, you had sort of a vision of where you wanted to go and then all of a sudden, no, oh, I'm just going to try it out. Next thing you know, like you're saying, um, you're a principal at a company. So um, that's, that's really cool. I, I like that. And um, so given, you know, your position right now, um, we were just talking about it uh, before we started recording. What's, uh, what's, what's a big thing, I guess, for you in terms of um, building professional relationships or um, business to business sort of uh, marketing? Is, is there anything that, you know, you've found to be key in that role given um, your position? Yeah, lunch and alcohol is probably the biggest thing by far. <laughs> um, no, what I think is actually the most important thing is being genuine. I think there's a lot of fakers out there at the moment, particularly on LinkedIn. Like, yeah, I read through people's articles and I'm shaking my fist at the screen, being like, "You're so full of shit!" Like, it's an absolute rubbish. You don't know what you're talking about. And like, yeah. you get ten people issuing the exact same article. Like right now, you jump on LinkedIn. The first 10 things you're going to see is here's what we're doing during coronavirus. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like no one really cares what you're doing. It's what can you add? What value can you add? How can you help people? 
and that's sort of the approach I take. So we try and give out a lot of stuff free. We try to be available to answer any questions on the spot. The questions go too long and we charge you money, but still. Um, and basically it's about building a genuine connection, not taking yourself too seriously as I definitely don't. Um, and then understanding clients' businesses. Um, so when someone has a problem, the first thing we do is try and understand what the commercial goal is yeah. and work backwards from there. A lot of lawyers will just give you a four page diatribe about what the law is. And I think most construction clients don't care. Um, maybe the in-house counsel do, but then we adjust the advice for them. And that's only basically then so they can report off the chain and make them look smart. Um, really, it's just what do you want to achieve? What's the fastest, best, lowest cost way to get there? Yeah. And just being real personal, like you're saying, like authentic and um, really just having a normal conversation with someone and trying to find out what their needs are. I think, um, I mean, in any, any industry, right, um, is, 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 a, is a big thing. And just back on LinkedIn, I'm a pretty avid user of LinkedIn as well. And um, I can relate to what you're saying where you just scroll through your feed and there's a lot of just hints and tips about things. And I, to me personally, again, it's not necessarily organic or authentic. It's just sort of, you know, trend and it's not necessarily a bad thing. And that's kind of why I decided to just try and create my own content that I actually enjoy because I found that I was getting frustrated with what I was, <laughs> from what I was seeing. And rather than getting in the comments and like writing up stuff, I just decided to create. So can totally relate. So you're a bit of an avid user on LinkedIn as well, sounds like? Um, I'm starting to um, because I've switched into this, you know, what I call black belt position or the top rank there in the firm. Uh, I go switch into more of a BD role. I'm just exploring different options. I mean, particularly with the shutdown, I can't go to my usual lunches and coffees. Yeah. So, you know, going to the more digital realm. Um, and as you're saying, I think it's a good thing you're doing, like creating your own content because, you know, the, uh, the best complaint is just coming up with a solution uh, to the problem. And that's the sort of way I like to approach things. Like rather than having a whinge about someone, even though I just had a big rant, uh, <laughs> you just go and do something positive about it. Then again, I am talking to you, so I'll take that. Well, but yeah, no, that's, I mean, part of, you know, what I was seeing there is a bit of self-awareness as well. That's always a good thing is it's not necessarily, oh, I want to do good or bad. Like, you know, you're pretty self-aware about what's sort of going on. And that, that's always a key I found with content. Um, so no, that's, I mean, that's, that's sort of the cure for me. Um, mm. and man, these, these conversations have been really good. Um, I'm pretty social in nature. Sounds like you are as well. So, um, I don't uh, know. That's a giant lie. I'm a massive introvert. That's <laughs> why so you became a lawyer and you like being like sitting in an office. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I did fall into it, but then I got hooked on the lunches. So <laughs> now, so do you feel like you're growing as a person? Oh man, hundred um, percent. It's I actually just finished a six-month contract working close to six or seven days a week, so it was pretty exhausting. And then now that I'm sort of in between contracts, um, it's good to self-reflect. Need like you know these interviews and these conversations with people has been really good. Um, give me a, a different perspective on um, obviously different industries, but really the key for me was just how do you create content like. I think it's it's an amazing tool, the internet, and and how we can um, not only build a brand. Like I don't want to sound cliche, but just learn a, learn a craft um, and something that's organic. Like I love chatting to people and stuff, and it's it's natural to me. Like I'm not, I can't. For me, I won't go on LinkedIn and write articles, right? Because I don't, I'm not very, like I don't really like to write. I guess you could say it's easy for me to just talk about stuff. Um, so I'm 100% growing. The other thing that I've been growing um, with regards to social as well as my TikTok um, account. So that's been, man, so good in terms of 
from a, an exercise point of view because now, well, it kind of used to be, I don't know, it's just, I've followed the journey, it's transitioned so much since it was musically, but there's a lot of dancing content on that. So that's been pretty good. Like I've been exercising in the mornings, but um, just trying to understand how the platform works and it's very organic, the reach. So um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of business owners that are starting to um, wake up. So TikTok's got some real potential. Um, and not from a sales point of view, just branding. Um, so that's been one thing is just getting on there, but, but also actually understanding, you know, another generation. So, you know, the Zoomers, Gen Z, you could argue most of, of that generation's on that, that platform, right? So um, that would be my encouragement, I guess, if you haven't gotten on TikTok or um, you've well, seen- I think I'm too old for that. I've got enough gray in my beard now that I'm not allowed on there, so. <laughs> That is the most common thing I've heard, honestly, man. I've seen so many like 40, 50, 60 year olds on there, like trade, doing their trade and, and getting on there and doing their thing. It kind of makes me feel like, oh, it's, I can, I can probably do this. But for me, it was just more about communication and, and, and trying to understand, you know, what they're trying to do. But yeah, no, I would even, even, you know, in your spare time, if, if you wanted to just check it out, it's, it's definitely recommended. Um, it's good for exercise for me in the mornings. I do my little like dance routines. Sweat up. Yeah. It's more exercise than I'm doing. Currently, I've mastered the uh, lift the fork to the mouth. <laughs> lift the water bottle the other hand, got to balance it out so I don't go and eat it again. It's not to hijack your interview, but what does producing content mean to you? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, probably being true to yourself. So um, part of producing content for me is rather than just consuming it and letting it like um, dictate or govern who I am, um, it by producing, it allows you to be more creative in a sense. Um, you know, I follow um, Gary Vaynerchuk and I've, I've literally like um, followed him for close to five years, right? And one of the big things he talks about is like um, document versus create. And sometimes I feel with social media, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, I can just consume and I can have all these hypotheses and all these ideas, but it's just in my head, right? And until I actually get out there and produce content, um, it's it, it's not really anything, right? So, um, well, Gary, it's all about like getting your message through to the world. So, what is your message? Yeah, that's look. To be honest, at the moment, uh, I don't really have a solid theme. Um, to be brutally honest, it's more um, something that. I personally, I actually see it frustrated when I just jump on any platform and I'll be like, they don't know what they're talking about. Now they should be doing this. Um, and so it was a real, it was a real good curator for me to go, oh, okay, if I start creating that, it actually it literally changed my perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, the message is just really being authentic. I think a lot of the things, um, you know, that I, I used to do on social media, which it's not a bad thing. It used to be governed by, oh, what would look good to other people, right? Or what do you... Like, what would they think if I did this? Whereas now I'm literally just putting stuff on there that I guess uh, I, was, I was saying before, it's authentic to me. Um, you know, I love chatting to people. I like love shooting videos. I wouldn't necessarily write articles all the time, although it's something that I'm learning. Um, and so, and, but as, as, I, as I go on, I'm finding that um, there, there is more of a message that is, that is coming about or my creativity is becoming uh, front of mind. So one of the things I guess for me and my wife is, you know, when our kids come, we want to be able to understand, you know, some of the things they're going through and um, not to get too deep, but, you know, sometimes I think as adults, we think, oh, I'm the adult, you're the kid, just do what I say sort of thing. So I think it's about being open-minded is, is another theme that, that I'm, I'm starting to um, come across. 
one thing I've had to do with my role is do a lot of leadership and management and leading through authority is perhaps the worst thing you could possibly do. You want to persuade and inspire. Yeah. Um, if you want an endless amount of resources, just jump on the Jocko podcast and I think it's 200 yes. something and uh, they're three hours long each. So it's like 600 hours of free content right there. I still remember when we, when we first met, you suggested to, to listen to those podcasts. I listened to a bit of it, but he's, he's, very, he's very well known, got good, good content. Yeah. So listen to him a bit. Maybe this process is about you finding that message you want to get across. Yeah. And put it into words that are specific. <laughs> and have it like just on my on the background here in every yeah. interview. Tattoo across your neck. <laughs> on my eyelids. So like when I go to bed, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I really enjoyed our time together, mate. Um, yeah, it's 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 been good, very informative, and um, thanks for taking the time out to to catch up. Um, just as some parting comments, is there is there anything um, that anyone can do that's watching either from my network or your network um, that could help you from a professional or business standpoint? Oh, just you know, link with me on LinkedIn. Check out the website. I host um, people in the construction industry. Um, and if you're not a related service, you could also come along. Um, we host regular breakfast seminars in the city once the apocalypse restrictions are lifted. And that's basically providing um, you know, information about and education about different construction issues, particularly construction law, like so how to deal with variation claims, EOTs, lighting conditions, uh, how to draft contracts, how to deal with adjudication, how to sue people, how to not be sued, how to survive being sued. All that sort of stuff, uh, you know, changes to legislation. There's been a lot of changes in the last couple of years. Um, people, you know, people like um, mandatory financial requirements, project bank accounts. So a lot of things have been happening. Uh, basically, they're like a regular keep up to date on what's going on and they're free and they are some, some pretty terrible pastries that have come for free with it as well. So you don't want to miss out on them either. Free nibbles. Yes, check out the CDI on website. Yeah, exactly. Register. No, that's good, mate. I'll, uh, I'm going to include your um, LinkedIn profile in the comments. So uh, anyone who literally wants to just reach out to Alex, feel free to do so, or just hit me up in the comments and I can facilitate an introduction. But um, appreciate your time, mate. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Yeah. Chat to you soon, huh? All right. See ya. See ya, mate.